0: Hi everybody, it's episode 495 of PodQuest. Hey! It is Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. I am Chris, with me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yes, I am with you. How you guys doing?
1: Uh, you know. No, I it. don't. No, yeah, you do, you know. Do I? Yeah, you know. I'm just doing. Okay. Still, I, had to, I had to take Chase to the vet on Monday.
0: Oh, right, how's he doing? It's just fine. a hot spot, right?
1: Yeah, it's just a hot spot on his rump, um, on his side. It's, like, the, it's more like, like, his thigh, um, upper thigh, rump area. Um, poor buddy. I, I was trying to s- not bring him, um, because, like, usually just, 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 uh, a, a Benadryl and spraying it usually stops and works, but it was Sunday that he was scratching at one point before I could get to him. And he was crying as he's scratching. He's hurting himself. He's biting him. He's straight up biting himself. Oh, poor me. Um, and so I, it was at that point, the vet that I had started going to there closed on the weekends, I believe. So I was going to bring him to the Deptford Urgent Pet Urgent Care, which is pretty good. I've been there before. That
0: one that's where, like, the Payless used to be?
1: Yeah, well, near the eyeglass place. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. They, well, they're pretty good. And, and my parent, my mom, my parents go there often, um, because they have a million pets and, and they, they talk good about them. So I was like, all right, I'll go there. But they were just busy. I called them at like, like 12. I was like, do you guys have uh, openings to bring somebody in today? And they're like, we actually had to start turning patients back. I'm like, wow. They're like, yeah, we're super busy today. Uh, we'll take out your information. And if we open up, I will give you a call. I'm like, all right. If not it can, it's not an emergency, so I can wait and then Monday morning he was crying again, so I brought him and brought him to the vet they They muzzled him because he's a butthead, and I don't know how he's going to react to being touched somewhere that hurts him, so we muzzle I'm him and he was, he was just he was in my chest the whole time as like the vet was holding him, I was scratching his head um and she was like cleaning off his rump area and cleaning it like actually with. Like, soap and water and solution and, like, shaving him. And they gave him medicine. So, he's got, like, an anti-itch medicine. He's got antibiotics. He's still on Benadryl. And they gave me this spray that's supposed to help with the anti-itch as well as, like, just a topical kind of antibiotic solution as well that he hates. He hates it. I think it stings. I think it burns. And so, he gets so scared and sad when I have to give it to him. He, like, runs away from me. It's so sad.
0: Well at least he's getting better. Like, do you have to wrap him or anything, or is it just, No, um...
1: no, it's, it's... it. Generally, wounds like this, it's better to have them out in the open so that they don't dry and fester and things like that. It's just keeping him... Preventing him from licking and scratching, which he still does, um... Even with this ointment. So, it, I mean, it's just gonna be... Hoping with him... Because I think they gave me, like, seven or ten days' worth of medicine... Hoping by then that it's not as bad to where I don't have to go back or, or anything like that. Well, just, it's kind of a waiting game at this mm. point. Hotspots, man. Dogs. The, if anybody who doesn't know what a hot spot is, basically a dog gets a skin reaction because they itch so much they literally bite themselves. And they their mouths are full of, whoever said that a mouth, a dog's mouth is cleaner than anything in the world is the dumbest person in the world. Because it's just nothing but bacteria in there. If you get no, bit no, by a dog...
0: Not, it's not the cleanest thing in the world. It is cleaner... Um, it's cleaner than a lot of other animals' mouths. Like, you can get bit by a dog and not have to go to, like, a hospital to get it, like, properly cleaned. In theory, if you get bit by a cat and it, like, really punctures the skin, you should go to the doctor because their mouths are actually fucking... Yeah. Just... Yeah. Like, um yeah. the 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 girl who does the grooming for, for us, um, when I worked with her at the cherry hill petco um like she got bit by dogs all the time and would just like put a band-aid on it and go about her day um she got nicked by one of her own cats uh, a couple years ago and was in the hospital for like two months Mm -hmm. and like that was after like getting it properly cleaned
1: (laughs) cat scratch fever man it's a legit thing not just a song
0: oh yeah that's right
1: (laughs) it's a real thing it's not just a song
0: yeah that's that's true i always i honestly forget that's a song yep man there was something i was gonna tell you guys like an anecdote and now i don't remember what it was i, I did no, do no. something over the weekend
1: no you didn't
0: like i'm drawing a blank like i feel like there was something oh um have you guys ever heard of the the um museum of illusion there's one in philly no no um so it seems it's like a chain it seems Um, there's definitely one in Philadelphia and there's one in New York. Uh, we actually went to the one in New York on Saturday. Um, it's really cool. It's not, it, I don't think it was all that expensive. Um, but it's, it's, it's fairly small. It's got like 40 exhibits and some of them are, you know, smallish and close together, but it's a lot of, um, like optical and, um, well, yeah, mostly just optical illusions and stuff like that, that, um, are mostly interactive, Mm -hmm. uh, so like there's one there's one room that it's set up where it's it's kind of like the um, the Willy Wonka room where at one side you you are smaller than you are at the other side. So like if you if you they have a, a viewing window, if you stand at the viewing window and two people go in, um, one person will look much larger than the other person, even if they're the the same size. Mm-hmm. But like when you're in the room, it doesn't feel like it's um, slanted or anything. Like it's just like the the way the room is is erected. It's very weird.
1: Yeah, Let's I'm say, pretty sure they've had rooms like that at like um, a Ripley's Believe It or Not type things.
0: Oh, probably. I've never mm. been to one of those.
1: Oh, um, there. I. My parents. We used to go to one every time we went on vacation. We would go to it the, because they're all over the place. And so we went to Niagara Falls, and there's one there. When we went to Gatlinburg, there was one there. I think. You
0: know, um, I think we might have went to one in Virginia when we were there like ten years ago. Yeah. But yeah, no, the museum, it's, you know, it's, it's fairly small, but it, it, it's kind of neat. They have, a, it's a lot of, like, interactive stuff. So, like, you can, um, like, take pictures of people, like, in front of the things that make weird pictures. Nice. Yeah, fun time. It's worth, worth checking out. Yeah. But, anyway, Rich, what's on the agenda?
1: On the agenda, uh, apparently there's some sort of Xbox rumors about pushing games to the PS5. Uh, we all watched, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, Cobb, you watched, uh, Leave the World Behind, which I don't even know what that is. Never heard of it. Really? The yeah, movie? Well, yeah, but I, I don't think I've ever heard of it, so I don't know anything about it. Um, I, I read my first book of the year. I finished it last night called, uh, Sea of Thieves, uh, Athena's Fortune. And Cobb, you started playing Persona 3 Reloaded, the, like, 17th remake of that game.
0: Only, like, the third. I think fourth. Well, so it's, I think it's the fourth release but third, like, remake, if that makes sense. I I don't know. Well, because there's Persona 3, the original, on PS2, and then there was Fez, also on PS2. um, And then Persona
1: 3, portable.
0: And then there was portable on the PSP, and then there's this one. So this is the third remake, remastered, reloaded, but the fourth, like, different release of it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But it's it's also a full remake, like, ground up, so. Yeah. It's at, le- at least it's not like the, the PSP one where they added some things, but they also removed all of the cinematics and it was just like comic book pages. Yeah, yeah that's our agenda. Um, so, Xbox. Drew, it, you, you've you actually seen some of this stuff too, so it's not just me trying to mm-hmm. remember it because I forgot to grab a link. Um, My- Microsoft is rumored to be looking to, at least Bethesda games, um, push them over to other platforms, specifically so
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and people are just being so just shitty about it i don't know if you've seen any of that stuff like the people like claiming that like like gaming is ending and microsoft scammed them and lied to them by doing this
2: i haven't but i'm not shocked because fucking Nerds. console fanboys Fucking nerd, yeah. like,
1: like that. Just look, I, I, we, I, t- I texted you guys about this today about colossal order. Like a lot of city skylines uh, uh, creators are not supporting the game and not sh- playing the game as much um, because of the lack of support that it's getting from colossal order. Its developers. Also, a lot of that is because the community has become shit because people will be like, "Why are you playing this trash garbage game? blah blah blah, it's horrible it's the worst It's people being shitty because they look I get it they some people, at least in the city skylines realm, feel slighted for the fact that City Skylines 2 is not a complete game um but also don't be shitty to creators. And don't be shitty to people like somebody sitting here saying oh the end of gaming because the xbox is dead like look i started mentioning this beforehand this has kind of been microsoft's plan since the beginning of game pass they have been wanting to get out of the console uh uh console game for a long time that's why they've been trying to move game pass and uh, and push for game pass and downloadable streamable game content and that's what the Xbox Series S is. Is supposed to be for that shit because they don't want to be a console maker anymore. They I just don't think that's make,
0: entirely true.
1: They want to make bank off of Game Pass because they know Game Pass is making them more money than anything else. It's not though.
0: Is like, it, it? Are you sure? Like yeah, like I mean, they subscript Like it's not making them no money, but it does not. It does not make money the way that like you might think it does. Um.
2: And it's they, not they like the, it's not not they don't have to
0: pay to put the games on there. Yeah, like it, they're not. I don't. I doubt they're losing money still. But a, like a lot of the the industry talk, like around the time that like it was really taking off, was the cost of the subscription isn't quite high enough for the content that they're they have on there. So they were definitely mm-hmm. taking a loss at some point. Uh, yeah, whether they that, still are or not. I'm not sure, but they haven't had any significant growth in subscriptions either.
1: And that's why they're doing this. If they can get that growth by sending this shit over to PS5 and be like, look, it's reasonable to get Game Pass available over to PS5 and I don't think start-
0: that'll never happen. So- y- Sony won't do that.
1: I, y- you can't say Like, Sony won't do- Sony already has their own streaming service. But, like... Exactly. <laughs> like, if there there's... There's nothing saying that they, that, that, like, what makes you think Sony won't allow them to have Game Pass over there?
0: Sony didn't want to let other platforms play multiplayer games with them.
1: I understand that,
0: but. Like, so, Sony being a very traditional Japanese company, they do not, they're not going to want to work and, and allow another streaming service on there. They're going to want people to, to do their own, like, game service
1: this would be a win-win scenario, because Sony then has no competitor, and Microsoft is making money on just releasing games. Sony has no gaming competitor. It's, honestly, the only people that can lose in this situation are the gamers themselves, because there's going to be less of a, sh- a, sh- a, strive for innovation. However, like, you know, console gaming, like, is pretty much as best as ever going to get. Like you're never, you're not going to really change much from gener- generation to generation anymore. Okay, so it doesn't keep really in, matter.
0: Keep in mind too, these companies don't make money off the hardware. The money comes from the game sales. Um, so putting Sony putting Xbox platform like like um, subscription platform onto their console is actually is going to lose them money in the long run because then people won't have to pay them directly. They'll get a, They'll have to get a cut of it. Like that's just how those marketplaces work.
1: Obviously, but, yeah. There, there's going to be a cut of it for PlayStation.
0: But the amount of like, money they would make off of just making it where PlayStation Five owners have to buy the game for seventy dollars, like it they would have to get an outrageously good deal to put Game Pass onto their platform, especially with yeah, all of like with how little of a markup cons like the physical consoles usually have on them, like. Mm-hmm so i don't know if they still are but like early gen for ps4 and early gen for ps5 like they were losing money even with those consoles being 4 or 500 dollars they're probably I, making
1: money on them now. that's that's the cost of doing business in general because you you have to look into wholesale prices and wholesale costing it's always going to be for the first X amount of time that it takes them to build these devices and these things and before they can streamline it and get the better wholesale values on them, it's going to be more expensive to release the first year. But then after that it's going to go down and eventually they will break even after the loss they made the first year and the profit they're making the third and fourth year. That's just how profit works when it comes yeah, to but consoles
0: almost things. never make profit. It's always the software. That's why, that's, like when you,
2: I mean, that's that's why GameStop, like <laughs> the, the, the consoles, don't make profit for the retailers. Yes, but like Richie said, the yes, the very like usually the first year or two, the consoles are sold at a loss. Uh, but that's then when the majority of they, the consoles are
0: sold, uh, the, I mean, unless there's it, iterations on it, uh, which Sony yeah,
2: does. And, a crazy amount of. I don't mm-hmm.
0: actually. They haven't really done any for PS Five, have they?
2: Uh, yeah, they just put out oh. Slims this year. According last oh, did year, did they
0: put a Slim out? Mm-hmm.
1: So I just searched: Is the PS Five being sold at a loss? And the first thing that come up is a PC Magazine article where Sony's chief financial officer has this week confirmed that the company's four ninety nine PS Five console is no longer selling at a loss. This is from August fourth, twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah. Okay, so within I'm a sure. year, they they stopped selling yeah. at a loss.
1: They stopped yeah. selling at a loss, which, like, yes, that lo- that loss what? might, like, they, that first year, they were selling at a loss, because they have, it, it takes time to make that many consoles, at least, which, I mean, the PS5, you saw how terrible that launch was, yeah. it's, for, it, they didn't really have that many consoles, but you, the loss is the fact that they are mass-producing this thing without making any money on it for the first X amount of months before it's actually released. So and they lose a lot of that money, and then they have to make that money up over time. So over that year, they made up the money of the first three four months of not selling any consoles. It
2: also preparing. really changed the last generation. Both Microsoft and Sony did not uh, like over pr- over buy components. You know, like the the loss they got at the beginning was way smaller than like the PS three three hundred and sixty era. Of Which th- that, that era was also weird those. because
0: of all the the unique hardware they were using at the time, mm-hmm. at least on the on the PlayStation side of it. Yeah, but this generation they they ran into the issue of like just supply and demand, like mm-hmm. like parts were just more expensive. Unfortunately, yeah. like yeah. all the stuff they needed to make these consoles were significantly more because of um the pandemic and also mm-hmm. like the whole crypto thing that was going on at the on the in the early part of pandemic where. Yep. Yeah. Like, chip costs just skyrocketed because everyone needed to buy 30 fucking video cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to get but, their $3 in Bitcoin.
1: But also, f- uh, fine, I will concede, maybe they won't be bringing Game Pass over to the Xbox, but if Bethesda Games starts selling, and they make, let's say, because they, they'll be selling them for 70 bucks. say these games sold over on the PlayStation for 70 bucks, and for every game that's sold, PlayStation takes a Fifteen dollar profit on each game or some shit like that. PlayStation is still winning off of this deal, exactly. so it makes it makes zero sense to not do this because I, I just I full on feel that Microsoft is just done with consoles, so they don't want to do
0: it anymore. I only disagree with you on Game Pass going to to Sony. Like the the games, like there's no reason for them to say no to the games. Like as long as they are making money off of them too like they have to there's there's no development cost into it like they would have to do for like any games that they were either publishing directly or like co-publishing um there's no marketing or anything like that it's just the games just have to pass their um uh shit what's that thing called that they have to do certification Um, yeah their certification which also makes them money like the developers have to pay for certification
2: yeah I mean, I'm yeah. with you on Game Pass not going unless Microsoft actually does abandon. Just does say we're out of console market, then they ha- then Microsoft Sony would have no reason not to. So
0: the one thing I, I, I've seen people actually like not pitching, but like theorizing, like based on just like Microsoft and and what they do, is them doing some sort of um like remember the Steambox, mm-hmm. <laughs> like doing something like that, but, like, rather than having it be, like, a console like, like it is now, like, the Xbox is now, where, like, um, like, the Steambox box was, have it be more of a PC? Like, have it just, essentially, running Windows, but, like, a scaled-down version of Windows that has, um, that has the necessary hardware to play their games um, and, and standard, like, like, other AAA like, um, third-party stuff and be able I, to just plug into a TV, plug into a monitor, like,
1: I, I think I think at best you're going to continue to see them making more devices like the series S. The smaller I was
2: say, not not just the series S. It's
1: basically the well yeah I mean the series S just runs a is the Xbox Series X but not as powerful. But it
0: is visual only.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah and you you also just take away the need for them to um develop a separate operating system like they're always yeah. going to have Windows they're literally just going to package something with windows on it. That is just windows yeah. without all of the bloatware essentially like, cause it's going to come directly from them or like kind of like, um, uh, the, the way that's, um, not steam decks are going right now where like steam released their steam deck. And now there's like two or three other companies that are releasing like handheld PCs, um, that are in theory doing the same thing as a steam deck. Some of them better, some of them not better. Um, mm. They'll just have other companies releasing these things that have this this embedded version of Windows with no no extra software loaded onto it that just runs Xbox Games Pass. Yeah, because
1: like, like they um, you know, Microsoft sees the success of Game Pass of Epic the stores, not like the the um like sees how good Steam does, sees how good the Epic Store does. I does don't the Epic really store know. Well?
2: Yeah, I was I gonna mean, say I really don't know how well the Epic Store
1: does. I, well, here's the thing it doesn't matter how well it does they make all their money off Fortnite. it's just exactly. there and yeah. people use it so it that's, well, that's
2: what i was gonna say like
0: like how much like i wonder how much use the epic store actually gets because you never hear anyone talk about it other than like rich you post when they do that um that every like, yearly, every, like...
1: yeah every Christmas when they do their christmas free games i post that i try to remember to post their new games from time to time because they do new games every two weeks Uh, like, next, uh, starting tomorrow, it's actually Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, is uh, Literature Club Plus, so there's added stuff to it. Yeah. Um, uh, as well as Lost Castle. Oh, they're gonna have two new, two free games next, next week. Interesting. Um, so, like, yeah, like, I, I only use Epic for that shit. There's a couple of games, like, um, what was it, Dead Island 2 is only available there. It's not available on Steam uh there are a couple mm. of other games that are exclusively available on Epic that like i uh like uh Fall Guys is only Epic you can't play Fall Guys on Steam or you can't get it anymore you can if you had it before you still have it you can't get it anymore as far as i can remember uh the new Prince of Persia game i believe is no that's on Steam as well um but yeah like i'm i'm sure the Steam game the Epic, or the Epic games like launcher and and store does fine
0: well, let, let's not go with store because we saw how the Windows Store worked. Like, what what game was it, Rich, that you played that the the Windows Store was just it actually made it so you couldn't play the game?
2: Oh, well, that was wasn't that that game was for Windows Live with RE four?
1: Yeah, that was Resident Evil. Um, six. oh, it
2: was five. Oh, it was, or, or no, six? It was six? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was Resident Evil. No, it was five. You're right. It was oh, five. yeah, yeah. It was right. five. It was Resident Evil five. That's the one where he plays Chris and Sheva. Um you needed access to, uh, like, uh, Windows Live or something like that, which is no longer available.
0: Yeah, that that whole thing was a mess. And I think because it was shortly after that that, like, they did their, like, games for Windows through the Windows Store. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to go back to Steam for now. Like, yeah. We'll just, we'll sell our well, games well, through Steam again. Uh,
1: see, that's the thing. Uh, Drew, you had mentioned something about an Xbox um, or, or a GameStop tweet about, Dropping uh, the my, the Xbox Game Pass title and just turning it into Microsoft.
2: Yeah, so there's a an Xbox Demo Day at GameStop on the 10th, and the advertising on it says, "Come play new Xbox games on the Xbox Series X/S, plus explore the benefits of Microsoft Game Pass." And all the replies to the tweets are, of it are like, "Huh, Microsoft Game Pass?" And, and see, like.
0: like- that actually doesn't seem that weird to me, just they want it to be a more, um, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Like, flat marketing? So, like, Xbox for them is very much the the console that you put onto the television, and they want Game Pass to be synonymous with both console and PC, so using the corporate name makes sense in that case.
2: Yeah, maybe. But who knows?
0: like the, so they did Phil Spencer tweeted out yesterday or the day before that um, they're not going to in- ignore all the rumors and everything that's going on they are going to um, have some sort of like state of Xbox thing next week mm-hmm. not sure like what it's going to be or how long it's going to be but they did say some they will be talking about it in some way next week which you know like good on them like good for them for like not just ignoring it and leave people to constantly, like, bicker and come up with ideas. Mm-hmm. Let them bicker about whatever they are actually doing. Because we know that'll yeah. happen, too. hmm Yeah. Like, people are just going to be shitty no matter what decisions they make. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking nerds. Like, nerds are just going to be shitty. I, 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 it's the, like, I'm going to be absolutely negative to our listener base. Nerds are shitty. Nerds are some of the worst people out there. Nerds are also some of the greatest people out there. But there are some nerds out there that are fucking terrible. Yeah. And it's just it, like I, you, I, I hate, I hate it, I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's just, and it's unacceptable. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, they're just good nerds, nerds, No, it's unacceptable. Stop being dicks. But it's, it's what, it's what I expect from nerds.
0: Yeah, especially like, like with stuff like this. Like yeah. video games bring out the worst in people.
1: Yeah, it's video games bring out the worst in people. It's people are going to send death threats to Lara Bailey because she voiced a character who killed a character. Like. People are going to send death threats to... What was the other most recent
0: death threats I was, I heard about? People get them for fucking everything. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it was dumb. It was just, like like I, like, I was saying, people are attacking YouTube creators for playing City Skylines 2. Because they it's a bad game. Like, it's not a bad game. It's just buggy as fuck. And the developer is not supporting it like they should be. I don't
0: it's know. I, from everything you've said, I think it might be a bad game.
1: It's not a bad game. It's just broken. <laughs> and and instead of instead of them fixing it now, they're turning around saying, Oh well, we'll have it fixed with our release schedule or with our with our with our DLC schedule. And it's like no. Like this one this one bug is killing is literally killing cities. You cannot play the game as intended with this bug. You need to fix this. I mean well, we'll that fix sounds it sounds like in a bad month game. and a half. We'll fix it in a month and a half. No, I mean it's 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 not. It's I don't see it as a bit. It's a it's broken. Yes, I don't see it as bad. Like it's it's like you can still play that feature, but you just have to alter the way you're going to play. Like you can ignore that feature and just reset everything every time you play, which is a pain in the ass. It's it's broken. They have to fix that. It doesn't make the game bad. It just it makes it broken. Uh, and and like there's if you're using this is this is. I've I've argued against this, because there's no reason this should be a thing, but if you're using the ThunderStore or Nexus mods, you can download the mod that fixed this bug. You can just download a user-created mod that'll fix this bug, and you can play the game absolutely fine. The problem is, it should not be left to a user-created mod, which the developer is not supporting. They're not supporting mods still, which was their biggest reason. That City Skylines One was as big as it was was because of the creator community and the mod community. They're not supporting them, so like you have to go behind, you have to, you have to, you have to go through these other modding communities and not just using the the Steam Workshop. Which, if you look at the Steam Workshop for City Skylines One, has the most active community on the Steam Workshop
0: for modding, which is kind of crazy.
1: Like you can get fucking Wawa in City Skylines, man can mm-hmm. you really yeah i actually i had that mod downloaded i had it downloaded it was actually i also downloaded um you could have Pokestops, stuffs, pokey stores um pokemon's
0: man it took you three tries to get to that one huh
1: <laughs> look they're all something pokemon related maybe not the store but actually the pokey store might be like the nintendo store or some shit but the pokey stuff is from Inten- is pokemon go PokeStore, Store, I don't know. It's just probably Pokémon Go as well, and then Poké Stop or, or yeah, Pokémon Mart, Marts from Pokémon. So I I didn't technically get it
0: wrong. <laughs> you you just you had a couple of tries there. Like, yeah, you you, you weren't uh, well confident.
1: It it might just be the naming convention. If we just turned everything to Pal 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 stuff,
0: I'll be fine. Mm. I'm go, I'm gonna go no. Pal
1: Pal Pal Marts. Pal Stops.
0: Are there are there even stores in that game?
1: Uh, there are merchants in our world, Yes. Okay. Well,
2: what are those stores?
1: I mean, no, but there's merchants. So yes, like you can you can buy and sell things at these merchants that both wander and have their own store, own house that I guess could be considered a store, but it's just them living in a house that you walk into and say, "Hey, buy my shit, buy my pals, buy my in, enslaved uh, uh humans that I captured."
0: <laughs> yeah, that that can, game is
1: that game is a, can, a thing. You can capture NPC humans and sell them. You can also capture NPC humans and butcher them because you can butcher
0: your pals. Well, that's exciting. Yes. Um, is anything horrible. else? Either you guys want to say about the Xbox stuff? No, no, no. Let's move on. All right. Well, in that case, we watched uh, across the Spider Verse for book club. We did. Drew, how much did you dislike it?
2: Uh, you know, it, it, I came around on it towards the end, but it's way too long. I I I, I want to comment on that. I absolutely loved it.
1: However, I'm so happy that I got to watch a two and a half hour movie that ended on a cliffhanger.
0: Yeah, so I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know it was I, a cliffhanger.
1: I I I didn't know that, but I knew that kind of thing. Like I knew that. Like I had heard spoilers right off the bat. I had heard that he gets transported to the wrong world. I remember hearing that, that he goes to the wrong world. I did not know that it was because it it was a cliffhanger and they just didn't finish the movie. I thought it was, like, how the movie ended after they defeated the Big Bad. That's, like, so, like, I didn't know how he got to this other world, but I just knew that he went to
0: the wrong universe. Yeah, so, I didn't know anything about that either. Um, And actually, I guess spoilers for Across the Spider-Verse. Um but you, you saw this before, right? Like, didn't you see it in the theaters? No. Oh, this was it. your first time also? Yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought you had seen it already.
1: No. This was my first time watching it. And, but, like, this was honestly the first movie in a while that I was like, I'm going to sit down and watch this because I really liked the first one. Whereas normally it'd be like, all right, I'll watch a door and work or some shit like that. Um, this one, I was like, I'm I'm watching this. I'm setting aside time and watching this. And so that's what I did on Saturday, I believe, or maybe Sunday morning. Before stream, as I sat there and I I watched it and like I I don't I don't think the soundtrack was as good as the first one.
2: No, Same. but it's also, it also like it's not my type of music. The music.
1: Yeah, it didn't <laughs> lean into the music as hard. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the art style and the way they did the art and like they they did this a little bit in the first one, but not as like strong. Whereas like the characters who were jumping universes still had the art style of their universe. Like, you don't quite notice it for a few of them, because, like, even though Gwen's universe is different, the character models are kind of way too similar for mm-hmm. you to really tell the difference. But they, like, you could strongly tell that with a lot of the characters in, in this. It was like, they were each arted, yes, arted differently. They were each rendered differently. They each had different uh, movement styles and things like that as well. Which they
0: did similar stuff in the first one with Miles yeah. being at a different frame rate. Well, that um, was
1: that was because they did that because he wasn't established as a Spider-Man, and throughout the movie, he actually got to the same frame rate by the end yeah, of the movie. Exactly. he Exactly frame rate. Uh, that wasn't that had nothing to do with him just being from his universe. That was all about
0: no, no. I not I know that being but
1: developed I'd, as a Spider. Yeah,
0: I just meant that like they do neat things like that yeah. with the the visual style of the movie. Like, they did it in the first one where, like, yeah, he... And, I mean, like, Spider-Man Noir was black and white. Like, there was never any color on him. Like yeah. He, he, he stood out differently than the other characters did. But
1: him standing out black and white is different than uh Vulture, Da Vinci Vulture being Da Vinci Vulture. like that's... Or,
0: or Spider-Punk looking very...
1: Spider-Punk being comic. Like, yeah. Stuff like yeah. that.
0: Like they they took a lot of chances with it. And honestly, I don't think all of them worked. Um the weird blurring color thing they did in the background of a lot of scenes made it just look like you were watching a 3D movie without fucking 3D glasses on and it kind of gave me a headache.
2: Yeah, I especially felt early on the art style was not yeah. good.
1: Gwen Gwen's Gwen's World's art is just it's the background art for Gwen's World is very rough because it is yeah. just like it's this like uh watercolor. Style painting that they did yeah. for her world, but like it's it doesn't feel all fully developed and fully like there at times. Yeah, I, I can no, get like they I definitely felt stylistic
0: incomplete. choice, especially like when she reunites with her dad near the end. Like, yeah, everything was very like desaturated color wise, and but then other things like were like gradient in a weird way, like like Gwen in particular. Like she had she was both desaturated and gradiented if that's the way you'd say that in like weird ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but even, even in miles's world, like some of the, um, the backgrounds just it, it gave me a headache just because they, they were doing this like rainbow effect and blurring everything. Like it really did look like, like 3d movies. Like when you watch a 3d movie and take off the glasses,
1: I didn't, I didn't get any of that.
0: Well, you should have watched it on. I don't know. Actually your TV is 1080, right?
1: Yeah. I doubt it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I, I it's fucking not don't know. old.
1: I mean, it is. It's probably close to ten years old.
0: Yeah, ten eighty was around ten years ago.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's just I not four K. Yeah, it's definitely not four K.
0: Maybe it's the four K um, that did it to us, Drew. Maybe we should have watched it lower quality. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, actually, I watched it on like a four K Blu Ray because I'm like, okay, well, these movies are supposed like supposedly very like um, visually stunning. Mm -hmm. so i i had the the blu-ray we had bought it um around black friday when it was it was on like a really cheap sale and just hadn't gotten to it but now i have
1: yeah Uh, i thought the story itself was was good like it was interesting um i it's it's normal that's the thing like i've watched so many superhero shows it's normal do i don't die don't i tell them kind of superhero stuff and Mm-hmm. The superhero kid having trouble handling both superhero and real life. Um, like it, it, it was a little tropey. Like, but that wasn't anything of a negative. It was more of just like I've I've seen this story quite a few times in so many different other superhero stories that it wasn't anything too special. Yeah. Um The the villain was more of like the the like okay I can I can understand this but that also it it felt. I don't know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not happy with it being a cliffhanger. Because, Same. like, y- y- I spent two and a half hours and nothing was wrapped up. Like, they <laughs> yeah. they, they wrapped up, because, like, you can't even say they wrapped up the, like, the, the Spider-Man Corporation shit either. Like, the Spider-Verse shit either. Like, nope. none of that is wrapped up. All that's wrapped up is nothing. Whereas, like, you can look at any other multi-part film, let's use... Let's use Endgame and uh, Infinity War as as an example. That is fucking wrapped up. They lost. Like, at the end of Infinity War, they lost. Flat out. That wrapped it up right there. That is well, I mean, an you're ending also, to the story.
0: You're also left with a bunch of unanswered questions at the end of that, too.
1: But, n- but yeah, no- in a sense of, oh, the lead character is captured and in the middle of some bullshit... That I just sat two and a half hours to watch. Literally, at the end of Infinity War, the villain won and left. Whatever other questions you have, that's just the normal questions of 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 any general movie that can be built that way. There was an ending to Infinity War. I yeah, do not feel like there that. was an there was no ending to across the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so the I two be continued did not bother me at all. Like. The, movies two do con-
1: the To Be Continued didn't bother me. The lack of an ending
0: did. Yeah, that, well, that's what I mean. Like, I it does not bother me. I, I knew going in that there was supposed to be a second movie. I didn't. I just didn't know it was going to end on a cliffhanger like that.
2: Going in not knowing that there was going to be another sequel, I was incredibly disappointed by the ending.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, but yeah, like the, they had announced that it was supposed to be across the Spider-Verse part one and two, and then they changed that. We don't have an official name for the, the
2: second yeah. part yet. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Like,
1: uh, like I said, I, like I said, I knew that he went to the wrong world, but I didn't know that it was going to end with him being captured by his other world self. And that's where like, I, I like my problem isn't necessarily the fact that it ended like that. And more of the fact that it ended like that after two and a half
0: hours—that's mm-hmm. yeah, like—that doesn't bother that's,
1: me. That's more where I'm leaning. I sat here for two and a half hours, and you could not conclude a
0: story. Like I, I feel the same. Like I don't. I personally do not feel like this ended any differently than a movie like Infinity War or Empire Strikes Back. Like, I mean, yes, some plot lines got wrapped up in those movies, but you're still left end of Infinity War. So, like spoilers, if you haven't watched Infinity War, like Tony is is. A, stranded in space with no way home, um, the Avengers are basically destroyed. the The villain just won. A, we see a bunch of like major characters disappear. You know that they're coming back somehow, but it just ends there.
1: Yes, right? but but like I said, you had that conclusion of the villain winning. The villain didn't win in this. Nobody won in this, and nobody lost in this. You're well, Miles yes. lost in this, but nobody won. There's just this limbo of oh, Miles isn't home because it sent him to the wrong world. Like there is yeah. no that's that's my problem. Like you're saying, yes, Tony gets lost in space, which like it it's unfortunate that he got lost in space. But and that's a like not like it sucks that he got lost in space in the middle of a movie. But at the end of Infinity War, the war was over. Whatever happens from hmm. that point, knowing that there's going to be another movie. As like, all right, we'll find out next movie. But with this,
2: nothing ended. Yeah, I'm with Richie. I feel there were no resolutions to any of the conflicts in this movie. No, whereas... no, no
0: the, there was a conflict. Like the the resolution was with with uh, Gwen and her dad. That's the resolution. It's a, the movie opened with it. It ended with it.
1: That's not a. That's that's not a.
0: I am I am mostly kidding. I know, um, I know. I but, but also I, but like I'm I'm not discounting that you guys feel that way. I'm just simply saying I don't like it, it did not bother me. I thought the movie ended in a way that like, cool, there's gonna be another one that's gonna pick up somewhere around where this left off. I think what all if, cliffhangers are like this.
2: What if they took about forty five minutes of this movie where like nothing really happened and just ended it all in one movie? <laughs> if it was gonna be fucking two and I mean, a half hours. Yes,
0: I, I do think it was too long. I think they could have absolutely cut some of the stuff. Um, But like even... Sorry, Rich, go ahead.
1: Here, here, here we go. Here we go. Here's how you fix this problem. The last half hour was Miles in the wrong world. Just end the movie with him going home. Then you resolved the fact that he was lost. That he was in the other universe. And you resolve the fact that he is now home. And you leave it to where he's home. And then the that like then you build it up and like when then you find out in the next movie oh he's home in the wrong universe he's yeah. not actually
0: home i mean yeah that that would have Until actually been the better way better. Mm-hmm. Like, like it would have been a a, a better ending um or mm-hmm. just i would have honestly like i i don't dislike cliffhangers so like i would have been cool yeah. if it ended with him literally like realizing he was in the wrong universe and that and it just cutting there well, like,
2: that's what she's saying. Yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. So what you just leave.
0: said it I thought you meant like no, leave it no, when no, you no. think he got home.
2: No, yeah, I mean but, but then right when his any, uncle comes in, boom, anywhere, movie over. Yeah,
1: that or any him finally getting home or anywhere before him leaving with his uncle. Yeah. Like yeah. him seeing his or like like maybe he does realize at, at that instance that well yeah, at that point you see his uncle come in, oh my god, I'm in the wrong universe. And End then it movie. cuts to
2: Gwyn and she gets the, oh, he's in the wrong universe, boom, movie over. Yes, yes, there we go. <laughs> he
1: unpo- unfortunately
0: in... also told us that he was in the wrong universe when he got into the machine.
2: Exactly. Well, y- Yes, but you, if, if you don't think about that, which I totally yeah. did forget about that as the movie was going, like, if you miss that little bit, it's like, okay, yeah, you don't it's easy to overlook that little bit. Don't
0: show where he's going. Yeah, but like cut that they out. telegraphed it that last half hour, like they, you knew he was going to end up going to the wrong universe before well, I mean, he ever went. But, there.
2: but still it's fine that we, the viewer know, but the characters don't know that's dramatic irony. Like yeah, that's yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. Like literally everything was fine. Have the uncle walk in, it's, Miles realize he's in the wrong universe. It cuts to the Gwing getting the spider sense that, oh, Miles is in the wrong universe, movie over. Don't spend the next 25 minutes of bullshit where basically nothing happens. Yeah, like. That couldn't like, just you, happen in the next movie anyway, which actually probably will just happen at the beginning of the next movie it's, anyway. It's going to be happy two
0: right? hours, two hours of Miles in the wrong universe trying to get home. Then he'll get saved, and then 45 minutes. Like fighting the spot and also fighting
2: Spider-Man twenty nine nine, but also the first thirty minutes of the two hour next two hours will be the same twenty minutes that ended this movie. Yeah, <laughs> but but animated slightly differently. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it's like it's yeah. It, it I'm not trying. Like this doesn't make me hate the movie. It just, no. It, does.
0: it sounds I, like I, you hated it.
1: I thought the movie was a great movie. I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, but. I will never watch this movie until, again, until the next one comes out, and
0: I will only ever watch these two movies together. I mean, I just won't watch it again, because uh, why? Yeah.
2: <laughs> why? Why watch it again? Like, it was on I mean, TV or something, I mean, it's maybe? to tell you all the, all the what happened in the first 20 minutes of the next one. It's True, true. But you, well, yeah,
1: you won't, because you all know, right, read all right, it from hold After on. A
2: Spider-Man. Here's why to watch this one again. It made me know about the existence of Peter Park's car. Oh, yeah spider mobile i didn't know that was a thing i missed oh, yeah. that i missed that
0: at oh my point, god Is a buggy <laughs> that character. shows up at one scene and a bunch of other spider people jump into it that's not a car that is it's actually a... a version of spider-man from a world Jeez. where everyone is a car it's basically uh-huh. spider-man from the cars universe
2: yeah. Jesus christ its name is peter parked car
0: yeah yeah no they, they actually so n- not complaining about the ending um they did a lot of cool stuff with like grabbing some of like some of the characters that have been introduced more recently in some of the spider verse stuff they did um they just had one um last year i guess it was like 2022 2023 um that was the end of the spider verse that introduced a bunch more new spider characters and they brought a bunch of them into this like like the the peter park car was one of them um the, there was the one spider person in the wheelchair um they were one of them um I'm surprised that they didn't bring in the um, the the Cinderella spider hero. Just it was a very unique one, and I feel like it would have fit this movie really well. Um, she was basically like 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 a Cinderella stand in. Like the the issues that she was in, all of her dialogue was like sing songy, like a Disney movie.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah, like it, it was it was really clever, and I feel like it would have worked really well in the movie. But they just they didn't go that route. Um, but I appreciate. They they did a similar thing like they did in the first one, where when they were introducing certain of uh, the spiders, they would give that little, like, I'm such and such, the Spider-Man or whatever of whatever yeah. universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I appreciate they did that a little bit, but they kind of cut back on it drastically, too. And yeah. they, they shortened them. I think there was just, what, like four of them, five of them total? Oh, and, like, I each mean, one got progressively shorter.
1: Wasn't there really only two? It was just uh, for Spider-Punk and... um.
0: Well, you got the reintroduction uh, of Gwen and Miles at the beginning of, the beginning of the movie was the reintroduction of Gwen, and then you had the reintroduction of Miles, and then yeah. you, and then you had um, Spider-Man India and Spider-Punk, and yeah. a very short one with Miguel, where he's just like, I'm Spider-Man of 2099, and he's like, and that's all you're gonna get out of me, like, fuck off, I'm busy.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was probably to do that one. They probably it was more of like a sh- foreshadowing type of. We're not going to tell you his story because you find out throughout the movie.
0: Exactly. Um, but like I'm glad that they kind of scaled back on that, but still had a bunch of spider people just kind of there doing stuff. I
1: I know I know you were so excited to see Ben.
0: Oh yeah, no Ben Riley was great. I wish they hadn't played him the way they did. Um, but it was Andy Sandberg too, so that that helped make up for it a little bit. The emo depressed Ben Riley. Yeah, which like isn't always how Ben Riley is. Um, I I loved the art style they used for him. He looked very nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what other spider people were in it. Um, I appreciate that at the end of the movie they had um the like the the core group from the first one show up again. Just mm-hmm. they didn't have to pay uh, Nicholas Cage or John Mulaney for voices. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I wonder if they will have them back for the next one. I would guess. Like I would hope so, but you never know. Um, yeah, they also it, it was kind of a blink and you miss it. But they also they had the Mary Jane that was a Spider Hero from um, Renew Your Vows, which was a it was an alternate universe where basically all the heroes got defeated and Spider Man was one of the few that didn't. But the the villain that took over like was too powerful. Um, so Spider Man just like basically went underground. He, like he had to stop being Spider Man. And he just raised his family instead. Um, But after that, villain got defeated. um, They came up with some weird device that he could share his powers with Mary Jane, Um, and then eventually she just got a symbiote instead. Um, But that version of Mary Jane was like just hanging out on like a rafter at one point. I'm like, that's weird, but okay. Like, I'll go with it. That's not like a traditional spider person like all the rest of them were. Mm. Um, And even the uh, so the machine that's that was sending the people back where they came. Sorry, dogs were barking at something, so I muted myself. Um, that machine that was sending them back to wherever they were going, um, to whatever universe they came from, mm-hmm. very much looked like the, I think, I think they were called the Master Weaver in the Spider-Verse things. There was basically um, a character that was responsible for knitting the web of um, life and universe or whatever it was called, and kind of like like following the threads and knowing where the different spider people were in the universe. Um, and while they didn't make that a character, just the look of it and kind of the way it functioned was very similar to that. And I thought it was a nice nod to the comics. Mm. Um, and just in general, they did a nice job of pulling comic stuff in without going like too hard or like being too strict with it. Like Gwen's, Gwen's, uh, origin is very similar to when she was introduced in the comics. Um, uh, Miles is similar, but they, they took liberties like with the, um, with Miles's spider not being from his universe and making him this weird anomaly or with, um, with that whole, like a captain has to die thing. And like, you don't realize it, but yeah, like throughout Spider-Man, like a bunch of captains have died (laughs) or at least a bunch of like police officers that are, um, important to Spider-Man.
1: My, my favorite thing, uh, this movie absolutely shows that the writers are not connecting anything anymore or trying to, or aren't colluding with anything anymore. um, because do you remember what universe he mentioned Dr. Strange in, um, in this movie? No. So um, in, uh, in the movie, he mentions World nineteen nine 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 or something like that.
0: that I think that's is... 2099, isn't it?
1: No. 2099 says this. He says, I dealt with uh, Dr. Strange and, the, and that little nerd punk in World nineteen nine 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 or something like that. That is the MCU. Before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, where they have dubbed the MCU Earth six one six.
0: Oh, that's right! I forgot that they re. Yes, they did dubbed- all that.
1: They have dubbed the MCU and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as six one six. But in this movie and in prior things, this the 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 MCU was known as apparently like Earth nineteen nine 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 or something like that.
0: So I wonder if if that was intentional or if it's just a matter of. This animated movie took way longer to make than the time since Doctor Strange came out. Like, I wonder if that was just part of this. Especially being that, like, it is not part of, um... It's not part of the MCU at all. But Doctor Strange came out after this movie. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. This movie just came out back in June. Wasn't it really that...
1: Then Alright, so then, yeah, they they weren't paying... It was this movie that wasn't paying attention. Because they could have easily dubbed that over Earth-616.
0: I mean that that is true, but like why bother right like o- only us looking it up are really gonna notice that, but- like were they really even like tying into the m c u in any way regardless it was, like
1: it was, when he he it yeah, he was mentioning uh spider man no way home no when no i know that. i know
0: that, but like I'm, you also see there there are shots of toby Maguire and um andrew garfield spider mans donald glover as um as the Prowler, which from, technically he from was Aaron MCU. Davis in um, from the MCU. Yeah, was that the first Spider-Man movie?
1: It was fr- Yeah, that was from the first. Um, that was from Spider-Man: Homecoming.
0: Yeah, but like they were mostly just pulling from the stuff that Sony owned.
1: Yeah, but it's still like Spider-Man: No Way Home is in the MCU, and when he said Doctor Strange and that nerd punk or or that nerd kid or whatever, like that was him referencing. I thought it was him referencing Multiverse of Madness, but no, it was him referencing No Way Home, and he used Earth-199999. Yeah. But, like I said, in Multiverse of Madness, they call it earth six. So it's like, uh, what's going on here? Unless, it because it's different universes, they're using different terminology, because they don't have connection to the universe that dubbed it 616. But still, it's I, I just thought it was funny that like it was like, Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 616.
0: I I, think you're uh, looking into it a little too hard now.
1: (laughs) No, because there's literally Screen Rant has an article, Earth 616 or 1999. MCU's universe number finally has an official answer.
0: No, 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 I meant meant you're looking a little too hard into why they did it in the Spider-Man movie.
1: No, I mean, yeah, I'm not looking, I'm not trying to figure out why they did it that way. I just, I was like, oh, obviously they don't talk. That's really all I was saying. Like, oh yeah, obviously I mean, these writers aren't talking.
0: Yeah, the, um, the animated stuff ha- has no connection with the the live action stuff. Like, I'm surprised that they were actually allowed to use the archive footage of the actual like movies. Like, I feel like Sony and 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 uh, Marvel would just like, nah, nah, let's just keep this the cartoon. We don't we don't need any any live action in, in our cartoons.
1: I mean, yes, and like I feel like. With the introduction of the Spider Verse in the MCU, it just makes sense to be like, all right, go ahead. Like, I, I don't, I think it would be more weird if they didn't connect them than if they did.
0: Eh, I don't know. I, I just see them, like, keeping it very separate.
1: I, this is probably the only time they're either of them are ever going to be referenced. Like, undoubtedly, there's no ever, no other time these two things are going to reference each other. But it is. just
0: it was, they did reference, um, in when I they mean, did even, the first spider-verse comics or might might have been the second yeah. one they actually um they used uh the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man cuz this was it was pre MCU Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember they, hearing this.
0: They used both of them in it and I thought that was actually kind of funny. Yeah. All Spider-verses are connected. Yeah, it's the web of life and something or other. Yeah. But yeah, I I enjoyed the movie. I didn't have any trouble excuse me, I didn't have any problems with the way it ended. Like it's crazy. Cliffhangers happen. I,
1: I like the movie. I just feel like if you're going to leave a cliffhanger, don't make it two and a half hours long.
0: You know what it is? Like a lot. I'm used to comics and books that do just end. Like,
1: but again, it's two and a half hours. You could
0: have wrapped something up in that two and a half hours. You could have. You it also, and I still, my argument, the movie didn't need to be two and a half hours long. Exactly. No, 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 no movie that, that, needs that, to be two and a half hours long.
1: Me and you okay. are making the same point, Cobb. It was we're, two and a half hours, and you did not wrap the movie up.
0: But we're so not making why was the same it two, point. I'm no, simply but, saying it doesn't have to be that long. But I don't so, mind that it, nothing wrapped up. But that why was it totally two and fine. a half
1: hours? If they didn't wrap anything up, why was it two and a half hours? We because are making had, the same point. All There's,
0: that unnecessary info.
1: Exactly. There was no reason for it to be that long. If it was an hour and a half to an hour and 45, and it ended the way it ended, you know what? Fine. It was only an hour and a half. But it was two and a half hours. It was 45 minutes longer than a movie that has a cliffhanger should have been. Yeah. That's, like, me and you are making the same point at that. There's no need for it to have been that long. My point is, they didn't do anything to end the movie. Your point is, movies are just too long. We are agreeing at that.
0: Well, we're agreeing it's too long. I'm just fine with the cliffhanger.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. But, like, we're, like my reasoning for not liking Cliffhanger is because it was too long. It was long. Like, if it was a shorter movie and ended the way it did, then I wouldn't have bothered, like, bringing that up. It's just the fact that it was that long and nothing came of it. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, we're just in the era where, like, movies are too long now. Like, I love movies. I don't... Like, no movie... Like, when a movie is getting that close to three hours, there's there's nothing there for it to be three hours.
1: See... I'm the I. I don't mind a long movie. I don't mind sitting here and watching a two and a half hour movie. I don't mind sitting and watching a three hour movie. I watched all of Justice League five hour Snyder cut in one
0: sitting. Who awesome. did I? And it was I, unnecessary.
1: Like, <laughs> I, I. That's. A, I mean, they definitely could have just made it five different episodes or some shit like that, like they originally were going to do. But like, like I don't. I like five hours is unnecessary. But what I'm saying is, like, a three hour movie isn't that crazy. I don't think that's bad. I don't think a long movie is bad as long as the movie has a reason to be that long.
0: And that's I think that's the thing. Like, but, the, like yeah. It's the difference between binging a TV show and watching a very long movie. Generally, an episode of TV is structured where like, it's getting you all the information you need and leaving you in a way where you just want to see what happens next. A three-hour movie means that there's just a whole bunch of padding in that movie that yeah. was probably unnecessary and should have been cut.
1: Yeah, and and the, like I'm not saying there's a lot that needed to be cut, but I feel like they could have cut it differently to where it didn't have to be 45 minutes as as long as it was.
0: Like, I mean, that movie it, could have been under two hours.
1: It absolutely could sure. have been under two hours.
0: And like, frankly, as an animated movie, it should be under two hours. Like, the, movies... the demographic is children.
1: Yeah, I mean, my nieces loved the movie. So, like, I, time be damned, they loved the movie. But they, 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 it, pretty colors. So.
0: yeah Uh, and i I mean i think that that is probably the one thing that would keep some kids engaged is it it's a very colorful movie but like three hours is too long two two hours and 20 minutes is too long like there's not enough content in any movie actually the thing i'm going to talk about after this also two hours and 20 minutes long too long of a movie
1: (laughs) but you know what since you mentioned that let's talk about it what's this fucking movie that you watched
0: all right so we watched this movie called leave the world behind it's based on a book from i think 2020 um it's it's got a hell of a cast. Um it's got uh Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahersha Ali, Kevin Bacon, like it's got some people in it. Um and it's about a um it's a family. It's Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke are a married couple. They have two kids. Um and they live in Brooklyn and they th- th- specifically Julia Roberts' character wants to get away from like the city and people. And so they rent like an Airbnb um up in I'm assuming it's supposed to be like the Hamptons Montauk Montauk area. They they just say Long Island, but the house they they've rent is like a fucking mansion, like right near the, the ocean. Very nice area, but also very secluded. Um, like it's a small town. There's one way in and out of town to get to the highway to get back to the city. Uh, but also, like, you can walk through the tree line and just see the Manhattan skyline. It's very hard to figure out where the fuck this place is. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, but so they head out to this house and like cell service and stuff like that starts going down. Um, and by the end of the first day, you find out that New York City has have a, has had a massive blackout. Um, and as the movie progresses, you basically find out that all technology is just down. So GPS is down, cell towers are down, um, airwave TV and radio stuff is down, just, Net, the network across the board is gone and they're just kind of stranded out here cuz there's no one really there and they have no communication with the outside world they just know that shit is going something is going bad in a in a big way um when they do try to leave at one point the on-ramp to the highway is completely blocked by Teslas um and it turns out that there must be like a Tesla factory or something like that nearby cuz it's the auto-drive feature is just causing them to go haywire because there's no positioning and they're just driving themselves in onto the highway, but crashing before they can get onto the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually, it was actually kind of a funny scene because it's just an a entire on ramp of all the same exact model of Tesla, just all destroyed. <laughs> um, but it could, it could have actually been a, a much better movie if it was shorter. Like it definitely drug on for a long time with like nothing really happening and no information really being given. And I feel like it was trying to straddle this line between being um, like a little bit of like a thriller in the vein of like a purge movie mm-hmm. and being this commentary on like connectivity, essentially, because um, after the power outage um, happens in New York, uh, Mahershal Ali and his daughter show up and they're the owners of the house. And they basically like they just got the fuck out of the city as soon as the, the power went out and this is their other residence, so they, they come out here and they're like, look, I'm going to refund you like, the money that you paid for the house if we can just stay here tonight also. Um, and there's there's definitely like, a little bit of confrontation between the two families and all that, but they end up just kind of having to deal with each other because there's, no, there's nowhere for them to go. Um, like, it definitely had some interesting ideas, but I just feel, it just wasn't executed super well. Um mm-hmm like at one point there appears to be like radiation stuff happening cuz the older son just wakes up one morning and all of his teeth are falling out Weird. like yeah like he's able to just like literally like pluck them out of his mouth um and there's no brush real explanation for that
1: he didn't brush his teeth
0: yeah and like there are um there are like these sonic um noises going off that's like causing the people to like fall to the ground like clutching their heads like it's it's one of those really really high pitch sounds mm-hmm. um And then on top of that, at at one point, Ethan Hawke's character is driving, um, after trying to find, like, anything at all, and just this crazy wave of these red flyers just fall out of the sky, and it turns out that, whatever it is, it's written in, like, Arabic or something like that, and the one side says, Death to America, and the other side, they never actually, um, translate. And near the end of the movie, you find out that a similar thing happened in, like, San Diego, but it was all um, like Korean or Chinese writing, is what they say, and it, it has the same message on the one side. So like mm-hmm. you don't you don't really know what's happening or who did it. Um, you just know that essentially the world is, or at least America, is just being cut off from everybody. Um, and the last thing they kind of tell you at the end of the movie is uh, that there was some sort of defense contract idea for this, for basically like to destabilize a country, you just have to crash all of their networks and just let the country destroy itself. And that's basically what they show happening at the end of the movie, is the, um... New York City is just, like, literally exploding. Like, build, you just see buildings exploding in the background of New York City. Hmm. Um... Not a, not a terrible movie, but, like, not one that I think is necessarily worth watching, unless you have, like, three hours and nothing better to do.
1: Honestly, it sounds kind of interesting. It sounds like a movie I'd, I might be into. Um... Uh, yeah. Like, it's... I, first of all, I love Ethan Hawke, and I love this kind of like post-apocalyptic kind of, or not even really post-apocalyptic, but because it's it's apocalyptic essentially. But I love that like that style of like this. It's like the apocalypse is happening, and we just have to deal with it now. Kind of shit. Yeah. Um, like it, it had
0: a ton of interesting concepts. I think it was it was just paced really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was the problem. Like I'll, there were lots of stretches where. Either things happen that were completely unnecessary, scenes drug on too long, or just nothing happened at all. Like, there yeah. there are several scenes where, like, the kids are just playing in the pool. And, like, that's mm-hmm. it. Like, they're just hanging out in the pool. Like, we didn't need that. <laughs> everyday life still happens, even after the apocalypse. No, I get that, but we, we didn't need, like, 15 minutes of it in a two two two-and-a-half-hour movie.
1: No. No.
0: But, yeah, like, leave it, it's, it's on Netflix. Like, and... It's got a hell of a cast, if, if nothing else.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great cast, man. It's a yeah. great cast.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was part of the reason why we watched it. Um, I think somebody that Erica works with had, like, said that it was, it was really good. And I looked up, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this has, like, an amazing cast. Like, let's, let's give it a shot. Like, I'm not sad I watched it. I just don't necessarily think that it's, it's something that people have to go watch. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Um, but, Rich. Huh. You read a book.
1: Excuse me. Yes, I read uh, my first book of the year, Sea of Thieves: Athena's Fortune. It is a book written by one of the writers of the Th- Sea of Thieves game. Um, uh, like he he wrote this book. It is based on the the game. I think technically is canon for the game's lore um deals with primary characters that you deal with when you play the game uh at times depending on how far how much you do in the game and and and, and the things you do in the game um it's it's to me, it was really interesting to read the book because it is 20 chapters uh however each chapter every other chapter switches to a different character so the odd number chapters are for ramsey and the even number chapters are for Lorena, and so it and they, their stories take place across two different timelines, but they influence each other and whatnot, obviously, otherwise there'd be no reason to have that, have it written this way, but you're just at one at one point you're reading about Ramsey, and then the next- ch- and it'll stop off with like a "Oh man, this big thing's happening," and chapter end, and you'll go to Lorena, who's dealing with whatever else she's dealing with in her time. The cool thing is, it, in Ramsey's chapters, it is about the formation of the alliances of the Sea of Thieves and things like that. Whereas Lorena is several hundred years after that. Um, and she's actually trying to basically find the treasure that is connected to Ramsey's chapters. Um, and the way they, like, they tie them together... Uh, like One thing I like that they did is they don't waste time re-describing scenery. So if you're in a scene in a previous chapter that you come to, in a, in a later chapter for a different character, they don't re-describe it separately. It is like they they pretty much assume like you recognize where they are at that point. Um, okay. Yeah, it was. Um, it's it's a fun story that uh, like it it kind of informs you on why you do things the way you do in the game itself, which is really cool. Uh, for instance, when you collect certain treasures in Sea of Thieves, like certain treasure chests, you don't open the treasure chests, you sell those full-on treasure chests to a company called the Gold Hoarders. Well, this book explains why you don't open those chests, and why you just sell those chests to the Gold Hoarders. And what it is, is those chests are made of a cursed metal that can only be opened by specific keys, and the people of the Gold Hoarders are the ones who have those keys, because of events that happened in this book. Um, it, it explains to you why when, occasionally when you kill a skeleton lord, you get a scroll that has buried tre that has riddles that you have to solve for buried treasure. And, like, why that happens, and why you sell the skulls to the Order of Souls. It kind of explains why some people are, are ghosts. Um, it, it has a lot of the game mechanics, like, written in this. For instance, one of the characters dies at one point. But in Sea of Thieves the Game, if you die, you go to the uh, the Sea of the Damned. Or, or the boat of the Damned. Uh, yeah, the Sea of the Damned, and, and the the, uh, the ferryman will sail you around the Sea of the Damned until he determines you've paid your penance for death and lets you come back to life. And they explain that in this book. After that character dies, the, one of the characters is like, I've never... What is this? What are you talking about that they'll be back? They died. I saw them get killed. It's like, oh, no. Most likely they'll be back. Sometimes they don't come back. Sometimes the ferryman says, "Nah, you're done." But most times, if you die in this way, you come back.
0: That's kind of cool. So it they at least like they found ways to connect it to the, to a game that like the game is not a story game. Like there's not yeah. like a
1: yeah. It it it's a. Honestly, I loved this because I'm, I'm all about lore and games and it informs you of the lore while also giving you an entertaining story to read about certain characters. It took me till halfway through the book to realize who the fuck Ramsey was. And like, once I got to that point, I had texted my friend who I played Sea of Thieves with who she's read this book. I'm like, wait, is Ramsey the pirate Lord? Which I should have known that Ramsey was the pirate Lord by looking at his picture on the fricking cover of the book. But, like, he doesn't look exactly like what the Pirate Lord looks like in the game. So, I'm like, it didn't really connect until he, like, until I think he says a line and then Lorena comments something in the following chapter. I'm like, oh, my God. Ramsey's the Pirate Lord. That, like, makes me, like, oh, my God. I'm so more connected with this. And and I want to know, like, who are the rest of these people that he's sailing with? And, like, Lorena is a character that you actually associate with in the game. You sell stuff to her, and you deal with her, um, and um, it informs like the the how like how the gold hoarders became the gold hoarders and why they're known as that. It it talks about. Uh, I really hope they like. I doubt they'll ever do this, but uh, Chris Alcock, who is a writer for Sea of Thieves, wrote this book. I maybe they'll like for the end of Sea of Thieves one. Maybe they'll incorporate a quest line to deal with the big bad of this book
0: like now, that would be really cool do you think they will there will actually be some sort of like end to the game where they'll like do a sequel you don't think they're just going to ride this one until i i done? think
1: i they uh have just launched what is it season season i can't remember what season it is but they're uh, i believe a lot of people are saying that this patch is their last content patch like oh, okay or not last content patch but like last major like content update for a long time they are next moving forward into gameplay updates for a while like this season updates that they did to streamline the game for quality of life changes and, and HUD updates is like the last one they're doing for a while then or for a long time I, I, I this game see if this has been out for six seven years something like that yeah it has been out for a while like, I I can see them with with uh, technology get with with new consoles and things like that coming out. I can see them maybe looking to doing a uh, Sea of Thieves two with upgraded graphics and engines and things like that. Like that I game don't, actually
0: has a decent user base, right?
1: It has a as far as I know it has a huge user base. Like, it is some of my more successful streams. I get people who come to my streams just for the Sea of Thieves every Thursday. Um, I, I, it's it is it is. It's got a high viewer base and it's got it is worlds above what it was when it first launched, and so like like the writer wrote two fucking actually there's three books for it. The writer wrote two of them. I don't know if he wrote the third one um wow, what a fake the third, fan The third one is just a collection of stories though it's like three different stories in a book instead of like a whole tale um i'm I'm actually looking it up right now to see if it says. Sea of Thieves. I'm literally looking it up on Amazon, too, because I, I don't remember what the name of the book is. Uh, where is it at? Tales from the Sea of Thieves. Author Paul Davis, who I don't know who Paul Davis is. So it's not even written by... Um, uh, apparently, he Paul Davies. Not Davis. Davies. Or Davis. It says Davis on Amazon. I don't know. I don't know who he is. I don't know what connection he has to this game, if if anything. But it's uh, three unique pirate captains. It's three three different stories. It's I, so I don't know if it's like canon or anything. Um, but they like they have they have they have board games. They have books. They have they have a bunch of stuff. So like it, I I I expect to see a Sea of Thieves two within the next three years, or, or at least an announcement for a Sea of Thieves two within the next three years. Especially since uh, uh, Skull and Bones has just been released. I feel like they might try to capitalize on the fact that, like, I don't know how Skull of Bones Reception is right now, but if that game has a stronger engine and better gameplay, I think they might try to capitalize on that by bringing in a new style. Hopefully it. it, it they, hopefully they do it well, right and have, like, all of the content they have in this game in Sea of Thieves 2, and then just expand on that more, because uh, I'm sure there's limitations to the engine and game itself, where like they can't add too many more islands or they can't do too much more of this. or that like there's still plenty of content. I've played this game for uh I think I have like 3 days worth in game hours. You I play every I, week, right? I play I play every week for about uh and it's been the, pretty much the past year every week for about 3 to 4 hours, 3 to 5 hours each week. So, like, I have a decent amount of playtime in this. Um let's see, see if thieves I have oh well. I have seven days played time in Sea of Thieves. Almost so almost eight days.
0: That's all um it's a lot of time.
1: It's 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 a nice, it's a good game to just go chill and it, hang out and play and whatnot. And but it,
0: and, the, and it will forever be the only pirate game because there are no other pirate games coming out.
1: Yeah, Skull and Bones is not
0: real. Well it, it, it apparently there's a live beta like tomorrow.
1: I mean it's a official release was was soon.
0: It is. That's why they're doing, like, an open beta stress test sort of deal.
1: Yeah. Which, apparently, Skull and Bones, not on Steam.
0: Oh, yeah, because it, it's a Ubisoft game, so it'll be on the Ubisoft, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Ubi
1: yeah. Uh, but, uh, See of Athena's Fortune was, it was a good book. If you, if you have a connection to the game, if you play the game, if you like the game, you, you'll probably like this book. Uh, Cobb, you might enjoy it. You might enjoy it. It's, it's like, it's more fantasy, um, but, like, not quite high fantasy. Um... Like, I, you don't need to know about the games to be to play this game. Like You won't connect two and two together, as I was, like, some of the locations that they mentioned. Like, you're not going to care, like, what this, these locations would be, because you've never played the games. You don't care about the games. But, like, just overall, as a story and as a book, you, like, somebody like you
0: might enjoy it. Let's see. Thieves. That's not how you spell thieves. You can just borrow my book. I don't read physical copies. <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. I kind of I expected this to be on a uh, on the library app, but it's not. Yeah, man. I hate reading physical books. It's the worst goddamn experience.
1: I will say of all the books, of all the books we've read, as much as I didn't enjoy a um, uh, uh, finished business, this was at points the harder book to read, just because, and it had nothing to do with the book and finding boredom. But every time I sat down to read it, I think it's just recent days in my life and things going on, every time I sat down to read it, I would get maybe a chapter or two in, so 15, 20, 30 pages in, and start to fall asleep by the end of the second chapter.
0: <laughs> so they're basically giving this, at least this one, away for free. Um, are they? It, so it's on Kindle Unlimited, which, it, Kindle Unlimited is like $10 a month, and a ton of eBooks are free on there. So it's, it's free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription, and it looks like the audiobook is a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's a ten hour audiobook, which isn't nothing. No. But yeah, one dollar.
1: Give it a listen. Let me know what you think about.
0: Ah, eh, maybe I will.
1: And That's if you it. like it, if you like it, you can listen to um Heart of Fire with me as I read that, but I'm not reading that yet. My next book is gonna be uh one of the comic omnibuses I've got.
0: So unfortunately, Heart of Fire does not have um as good of options. No. No, it actually doesn't look like it has an audiobook at all, and the Kindle is $10.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, $0 is the price that fits for me. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, at some point, I might give it a shot. Oh, actually, that second one is actually way more recent. I didn't realize how big of a gap. 2018 and 2022. Oh, wow, this is 2018, which is like
1: two years after the game came out. So that's when it... No, that's the year the game came out. Is it really? The year the game came out? Yeah, 2018. Wow, well, because they had reference of things that, as far as I know, weren't even in the game in this book. Because, like, they're, they're, it did,
2: as far as I can remember, it did break a little bit of canon. Um, I mean, if it came out the same year, then, yeah, there's probably things that they wrote in, like, they had, here's what the game is, and especially early Sea of Thieves was a very empty game. It was a very Destiny-like in, like you find bits and pieces of lore around the world the game doesn't tell you like it's not like cutscenes that happened uh well, so i can see them being like okay here here's the world write your book
1: well and, and so like one of the things that they mention in this book are the cursed chests like the gold hoarders chests that i was telling you about where like the, you can't open them mm-hmm. and then they mention a couple of other cursed chests that are all in sea of thieves but they weren't in launch sea of thieves they they didn't come into play as far as i can remember they didn't come into play until the pirates of the caribbean stuff came out and they brought those into the pirates of the caribbean stuff or at least two one or two of them into the pirates of the caribbean stuff as like a story about these people uh and there it's um the chest uh the 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 chest of rage the the chest of 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 what is the crybaby chest? I can't remember. And and the, the the cask of a thousand grogs. Like, those three, as far as I can remember being told, they weren't in the game until the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. But these those three chests were all mentioned in this book. So, like, it kind of breaks canon because the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff explains at least one or two of how those chests came to be. But it's like, no, it came to be because they made it, they used magic. So... I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm misremembering about because it was at least the crying chest, the chest of sorrows that was in the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. I don't know if anything else was. I, we I, we did the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff last year, so that's where I'm like trying to pull
0: my memory from. Oh wow, was that stuff really? I thought that stuff was more recent.
1: The Pirates of the Caribbean stuff was uh, was the first. Well, it was the second Tall Tales they incorporated into Sea of Thieves, and that was like 2019,
0: 2020. Oh, I definitely thought that was like only the last year. Uh, according no. to your
2: wiki, the Sea of uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff was uh, June twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it, it was. And and the 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 recent stuff that they're doing right now is uh, Monkey Island, which I think they just wrapped up, or will be wrapping up soon. Escape from Monkey Island.
0: Which makes sense because they just had the, the new one, the return to Monkey Island or whatever they called it.
1: Yeah. And they referenced Monkey Island in the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. There's one of the Pirates of the Caribbean quest lines that you can go and take that you can read a couple of journals that had Monkey Island in it. We're going to do Monkey Island eventually, but we're, we're, we were working our way through the um, first Tall Tales that they incorporated into the game, which was the the Seas of Gold or something like that. Um, before the new season came out, and then the new season like greatly changed a lot of the game and a lot of the loot and rewards you can get. So we stopped doing those to play the new season with some of the new, new, new content that they've incorporated. Nice, yeah. But check out, see if these Athena's Fortune by Chris Alcock. It's, it, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Like I said, I'll read probably one of the other books I read this year is Heart of Fire, but. I want to read some of my older books before I get to some of my newer books.
0: Just keep reading Uh, books. Just keep reading books.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to do Amory Wars next. And then I'm going to do the Doctor Who comic after that. And then I think I might find it actual book that's not one that I own not to see if these one might be something non ip related that i know of like you get like i a lot of the books What's i'm reading something are unique. IPs that i know like something new or unique or something that like i've never read before i've been wanting to read the maze runner books because i saw the first movie and i really liked it I'm like i want to read these books um, Do it. something like that more so than like but even doing maze Runner is a little bit more in line of what i'm trying to avoid for after these comics, because then after those two comics, then it'll be one of those novels. Then I'll do Lock and Key. Then it'll probably be Sea of
0: Thieves, and then we'll have to figure out from there. Let maybe. me just get, let me just hand you a book, and you just read it sight unseen. Uh, I, maybe, maybe. I w- I won't give you something that's bad.
1: I'll I'll think about it. We've got a couple months to get there. I've got two giant freaking comic books to read next.
0: Oh, they're gonna take you like a day. Comics uh, are fast. We'll see. We'll see. I- Gotta go fast. We'll see.
1: But speaking of comics, this doesn't work. How's Persona Three Reloaded?
0: I like it. I've never played Persona Three before.
1: I liked Persona Three as much as I played it. Um, it's it's very different in the other personas. I haven't really played any other personas. I just know like the worlds and dungeons are much different than Persona Three. Whereas in Persona Three, it's just a tower. It's, so it's one singular dungeon that you rise. You go up.
0: Yes, but it's it's still got all the same vibes and yeah. I unfortunately can't tell you how different the original was from this just because cause I never played it. But this one, they definitely... It's, it's a full remake. Um, so they, they haven't necessarily added anything to it. And to what I understand, there's actually some things from Fez and Portable that were added to the game that are not part of this one. Like mm-hmm. one of those versions included a, um, a female protagonist that you would actually pick male or female at the beginning of the game. Uh, that is removed. And I believe the like post game stuff that Fez added isn't in this either doesn't mean it won't be added as DLC but it, it's not there right now yeah. um but it's it's very stylish in the way that five was so like the menuing and stuff like that is very reminiscent of five which makes sense like that game it that that game looked really good like they did a good job visually with that game mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that like the original ps2 release was much more in line with um, what I remember of persona 4 like more actual menuing where Persona 5 um had it more down to like just buttons like X is attack um triangle is use a persona stuff like that instead of uh yeah instead of like your traditional RPG menuing of like move over to magic pick the magic you want to use um, Yeah
1: that's that's how Persona 3 was it was menus
0: Yeah so uh, this one's styled more like like Persona 5 but yeah you're right um the the dark world or whatever it is in this one is a tower that replaces your school at midnight every night, Mm -hmm. which actually reminds me a little bit of, um, of Persona 4 too, because Persona 4 had the midnight channel, which is where they would find out when somebody has been abducted. And that was their signal to, to enter the television. Um, Because in Persona 4, you entered a television to get to the other world. Um, But yeah, so it's a tower, but the tower does change. So aside from it being a, a, a procedurally generated, you get to a certain point and you can't go any further. And then once it unlocks the next thing, it's a different, basically biome is is yeah. the way that they're kind of describing it in the game. I haven't gotten that far yet. I think I've played like seven or so hours. Um, I'm at the end of April. The game starts at the beginning of April. I'm up to that point of the tower. Like I got to the first roadblock, and they're just like, "We can't go any further right now. Might as well just live our life. Like we'll we'll figure it out later." So I'm yeah. sure it's at some point they're going to be like, Hey, we, we figured out you have to go do this thing and, and beat this thing or somebody's going to die. Cause that's usually how these games go. Um, yeah. but so far it's, it's very persona. Like, like I immediately, it feels like, like those games do. You're the protagonist, you're new. Um, you immediately get introduced to two other characters that are same grade level as you that will also be doing the persona fighting with you. Um, your character has some superhuman ability to use personas without any knowledge or training of them. Meanwhile, a bunch of the other people in the game are just like, yeah, we've been doing this for at least a while. Uh the the one girl that's on your team apparently like the game starts where she she is afraid to actually summon her persona uh, hmm. because in this game to summon your personas, they have to shoot themselves in the head.
1: Yeah yeah
0: which is real fucking weird it was um,
1: it was it was a huge i remember it being a huge controversy when it came out it was huge controversy
0: i i do remember that too um it's just it's very funny because like the game is such it's so much clearer and and high res now that like there's no mistaking that these are guns like they they're called invokers so like they're not actually gun guns but like they're the two of my characters them to their temple pull the trigger to summon their personas and yep. like they pull the trigger and you see like the blue magic shoot out the other side and then the one girl like holds it to her forehead and, and pulls it with her thumb um, and the the opening cutscene is actually her like trying to do it and failing and collapsing to her knees crying mm-hmm. and like at that point you know nothing about this game it just looks like this girl just tried to kill herself yeah Um, but so far like I, I'm enjoying it it's very much it's very much one of those games where half the game you're going and just dungeon crawling, half the game is a life sim. So I've got two part-time jobs. I'm in two two clubs. I'm on the track team in the student council. Um, I've played House of the Deceased
2: <laughs> at the arcade. Uh, it nice. raised
0: my courage. Um, nice. Yeah. So just a lot of that stuff. Um, you, li- you live in a dorm in this one, so you have a little bit more... So far, it seems like you have more freedom. Um because even in the last one you weren't supposed to go out at night until fairly late in the game this one just basically as soon as as soon as you'd like become a persona user they're just like yeah cool you can just go do what you want like yeah like it's cool like we trust you now you know how to shoot yourself in the head so you got this covered um it's also just um the the way that like the lore is working for it is it's only one hour a night that this happens and it's basically At midnight every night, um, time sort of pauses for an hour for everybody except for people that have this persona ability. Um, So the people that are like sensitive to whatever is going on. Um, Everybody else actually turns into a coffin. Mm -hmm. Like a floating coffin, just wherever they were at. Whether they were home sleeping or like standing in like a store, they just become a coffin for an hour. Um, But once that hour's up, it just becomes 12.01 a.m. And the their 24 hour period just keeps going. The people with personas get that hour to go try and determine what's wrong and explore. Um, the tower is called Tartarus. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's interesting so far. I I kind of I like the tower idea because um, Persona Four and Five, it was like different dungeons each time, and generally the dungeons were themed after whoever the um, the kind of enemy was. More so in five. In four, like all the dungeons were pretty samey until the end. It was more just the area that you went into was themed more after like the person and why and why they were in there. Um, this one is just like, yeah, this is just a tower. Like every room, every floor kind of looks the same, but it's going to rearrange if you leave and come back. And every like five or six floors, there's like a mini boss. So far, so like you you run around, you kill a bunch of the shadows, you get to like it was I want to say it was five seven. No, five, eleven, and 21, I think, were the the three levels with, uh, like, the mini-bosses. And, like, each yeah. one got progressively harder, and you can tell that this was very much the tutorial section of the game. Because um, every time you kind of, like, hit, like, a new area, they're like, Okay, and now I'm going to show you how to do this thing. And they, they have you, you know, sneak up on an enemy to get a preemptive attack, or um, do an all-out attack by hitting the weaknesses, uh, things like that. But yeah, it's, it's been fun so far. I'm enjoying it. Um, I wasn't actually planning on even starting it right now. And I didn't realize it was $70. But it was on Game Pass. So I'm just like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm curious. I will pay for a month of Game Pass and try it out. And if I'm still in the mood to keep playing it after that, I'll just let my subscription keep going. If not, like, I'll pause the subscription and come back to it a little bit later when I'm more in the mood for... Just, just
1: got to make sure you beat it before seven months go by. Why? Because then you would have wasted your money of not just buying it.
0: I don't leave the subscription running.
1: I, I'm just saying that, like, if, 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 like, if just got to make sure to beat it before you spend $70 in Game Pass. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, so to be fair, usually when I have Game Pass, I will play other games too. So I'll bounce around in, into some other things at the same time. Um, but Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out on the 29th. And I'm, yeah. I am more interested in that right now than Persona. As much as I like the Persona game, it's like a hundred and ten hour game, so I don't mind sort of playing it f- till the end of the month. Turning off Game Pass for a while, getting Rebirth, playing that, and then when I'm in the mood for another JRPG, going back to Persona, and either either just buying a digital copy of it on Xbox or resubbing to Game Pass because mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind the seventy dollars. It was just more of a I knew I wasn't going to I wasn't necessarily going to play the whole thing right now and it's like yeah. i don't need to spend 70 dollars right now but i can spend yeah. 15 get a get a feel for that and like play a few other games that look interesting on there and then you know get my money's worth essentially yeah
1: i uh, uh final fantasy 7 man i can't wait for that i'm i'm not rushing but messing kind of rushing some of my stream game stream schedules to be able to have final fantasy 7 uh to not be playing a game when Final Fantasy VII comes So that once Final Fantasy VII comes out, I'm like, all right, great. And not have to worry about finishing up any other game. So, like, for instance, Shenmue I should beat on Monday. Um, and then Lego City Undercover. It's so the next game I'll be playing in that list. Uh, I'll start on the 18th, and that's like a 15-hour game. So the 18th, 19th, 20th, and the 25th, I should probably have Lego City Undercover beat by then.
0: And, like, literally just before Final Fantasy comes out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like, I, sh- I should have, like, City Undercover beat before Final Fantasy comes out. Then it's, like, the only game I have left on my list of game requests um, is is Star Ocean, which, like, I have told them, and they're okay with it, I am not paying $70. I'm not paying full price for that game. So I will get it as soon as it's on sale. Like, Lego City Undercover is 20 bucks, So I'm like, all right, that's fine. I don't mind paying twenty bucks for this game. Um Shenmue was gifted to me when they requested me to play Shenmue. Um and Baldur's Gate was bought for me. So like that's why I had to play all those. But I told the person who requested Star Ocean, like, I'm it's a brand new fucking game and I I, I can't I I he's like, you can wait until it's on sale. I have absolutely no mind on that. So it's also well, part good. of the reason. It's also part of the reason why I increased my new game redemption up to thirty thousand points because too many people were redeeming new games. 10,000 points was too easy to get. I was going to say it was 10,000 before, right? Yeah, it was apparently... It was, I know. I have somebody who has been a new viewer since, like, mid-December or something like that. I don't even remember when they found my stream. Um, I think they found me through Subnautica, which were on Episode 8 today, and they didn't find me until midway through Subnautica. So, like less than a month or about a month if they've been following my stream that they have already been able to redeem me to play a game. So like 10,000 points was too easy to get, apparently.
0: <laughs> well, uh, at, least, at least now, you know,
1: yeah. So I, I upped it to 30 and I'm still considering upping it to 50. Um, like even more depends on if it gets redeemed a lot more or not. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like, often.
0: See, see how often it gets redeemed and then kind of go from there. Oh, yeah. um. it's, Hopefully it's somebody just, redeems it for, for Persona 3 Reloaded. Yeah, it's just it's
1: not, I mean, look, it's if if it's another RPG that gets redeemed, it's just going to be a while before I play That's kind of my other point with Star Ocean. It's like, that's another RPG. You're an I,
0: RPG streamer.
1: I'm not, even though the next big game I'm getting is a fucking RPG. Um,
0: look, I'm in the last year streamer. you have played more RPGs than anything else. Yeah, because
1: I mean, yeah. And but it's you, like... can't, you can't just say
0: it's only because of games that pe- that other people requested. Like two of the games F- that you will have played by like summer were like your choices with Final Fantasy uh 16 and this one. Even 16 is Ar- not really uh
1: But see that's the thing. Like Tales of Arise was RPG. Final Fantasy 16 was RPG and Final Fantasy 7 remake RPG. But like th- those are all games I chose to play. But it's it's also like how how much of those were are like how much can you truly say Final Fantasy 16 was RPG? Like, I mean,
0: less than the other two.
1: Yeah, uh, Dude, that's more.
0: Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has a sphere grid.
1: Great, great. So does apparently. I mean, you could technically say Enshrouded is also an RPG because it's got a sphere grid and, and progression I just, system. I an RPG. just know how
0: much you love sphere grids.
1: I love sphere grids, man. They're great. I love sphere grids, but so, I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake had su- a pseudo sphere grid.
0: Kind of. Um. Yeah, it, it did. But so this one has a sphere grid for your party level. Okay. So you're, not only do your characters get levels, your party actually gets levels, and the higher level your party, the more like cool combos you can do. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Persona three does not have a sphere grid, but it does have a bunch of cool leveling things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um. Just like it, it's it's got the card setup. up. Um, just to to bring it back to Persona three before we wrap up. It's got the the card setup similar to Persona four. Where at the end of a battle, particularly if you've gotten uh, one Morse, which is when you hit an enemy with either a critical critical attack or their weakness, uh, that, that particular character gets to go another time. Um, you get to do this thing at the end called a shuffle where it presents you with two to five cards that have different effects. Um, some of the cards give you money after the fight. Some of them will give you extra experience for that fight. Um, there's some that will heal either just the main character or the whole party for a certain percentage of health. And uh, there's cards that are new personas for you for your main character to be able to use. So you kind of you want to get those as often as possible to get more personas so that you can then take those personas to um, the Velvet Room, fuse them and stuff like that to make more new and stronger personas, and then ideally get more personas and and kind of repeat the process to keep evolving and getting new ones and getting new abilities on the ones that you fuse. Cause usually when you fuse them, you get the opportunity to bring a couple abilities that are available on the cards that you are fusing from. So like if you fuse like a fire and an ice type persona into something, sometimes you can give it both an ice and a fire ability after that. And it becomes, you know, like a real bullshit character to, to have. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a good time. I like it. I'm going to keep playing it.
1: Yeah, Goth Pokemon. I love it.
0: Basically, yeah. <laughs> but this time you're not ripping the masks off of them all forcefully like you did in five. Okay. Five. Now, now you're just running up to them with a fucking sword that like a person just randomly handed you. Yeah. Like literally, like you're, you're the, the first time shit goes goes south. The, this girl just pulls out a sword and goes, "Here, take this." It was very Legend of Zelda. Nice. Um, and this was before you knew anything about personas. It's just like here, you might need the sword just in case. Oh, actually, one other fun thing. In this game, the police are the ones that sell you your armor and weapons.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that.
0: Yeah, like, th- there's one cop at this one particular police station who, like, doesn't, can't see the personas, doesn't really know they're there, but is just taking the word of some high schoolers that there are <laughs> that there are creepy monsters hunting people at midnight every night. Um. So he's just, and for whatever reason, like, this particular police station must just get a lot of contraband of like melee weapons and armor so like you're not buying guns from them because the only guns you get are the, the evokers to, to summon your personas but like you buy you can buy bow and arrows you can buy swords and cl- literally like both katanas and like big broad swords and then different types of armor and amulets and stuff like that it's very funny Yeah. Uh, but that is probably all I have to say about persona anything else either you guys want to talk about no, I think I'm good. No, all right. Well, in that case, we will wrap it up. Um, oh shit, we didn't we didn't figure this out. Uh, what is our next book club?
1: Uh, well, Drew, do you have any idea of a alien or extra dimensional type of movie? Nope. Would
0: you like to randomly pick a movie with an alien in it? Not really. Go ahead, <laughs> y- y'all pick something. Rich, do you have anything else um, for that? No. Name? Um,
1: wasn't there? Uh, what's that Tom Cruise, Oblivion? Wasn't there a Tom Cruise movie? I don't know if that has anything to do with the the uh,
0: actual... You know, it's a shame. There was something the other day that I was thinking of that I'm like, man, I should have picked this movie instead of Spider-Man, and I don't remember what that movie was anymore. Anyway, um, I typed mm. Alien movie, and it just gave me all of the Alien movies. Yeah. Su- surprise! There's it's like an Alien movie, and it
2: gave you Alien. What a shock. <laughs>
1: No, I mean we could just move on to um, move on to a new uh, new category.
0: Yeah, you know what? We can do that. All right.
1: Do you got either of you have categories in mind, or should I just pull up my list of categories?
0: Pull up your list of categories. I'm bad at coming up with categories.
1: All right. I'm sure Drew, um, you don't
0: have any categories, right? Nope. Let's see. Uh,
1: so we've got uh, parody or single take films. We've got. Netf- uh, we've got vampires slash modern fantasy films. We've got biopics. Uh, we have remakes. And then we have another li- another set of parodies.
0: Um, well, I picked the last topic, so one of you guys wants to go ahead and choose one of those.
1: Uh, you know, we'll go with the, um, let's see, is it available still? No, I don't think it's available where it used to be. At least it's not showing on Google. What movie? Uh Birdman over this last time because remember i made this list a while ago before the strikes and it was originally available
0: on max but it's not anymore and just watch is not working oh there it goes um yeah it doesn't look it's only a rental now um or direct tv
1: okay then
0: let's see
1: that's also
0: you need to make a new list is what it sounds like
1: i mean those stupid strikes screwed up our list here we go. Fine. This is going to be... We'll do the remakes. We'll do remakes. Uh, we're going to watch 2024's Roadhouse. Actually, no, that's not out yet, is it? Didn't that come out last year? Why is it saying 2024? Yeah, is that actually out?
2: The one Wait, with Jake Gyllenhaal? you're doing Gyllenhaal. another Roadhouse remake? Like,
0: I know there's one with Jake Gyllenhaal coming to, like, Amazon.
1: There was supposed to be one on Netflix as well, which is what I have it listed as.
0: Um, Unless it's just
1: not on there anymore. Unless it never came out. I could have swore it was March already 8th. out. Oh
2: it comes out on March eighth. In I mean, I don't know if it's Google real quick it says initial release March eighth, twenty twenty four.
0: So it's gonna it will come to prime video on March twenty
2: first. Right, so then I uh,
1: I um I I need I you know what none of my movies are actually there might be one more. <laughs> there might be one more. I, I think this one yeah, I, this is the only one that's actually available on a streaming service for free right now. Um, we're going to go with the Modern Fantasy slash Vampire. And it's called okay. Day Shift. Day Shift. It's Jamie Foxx. Um, I've heard of
0: this one. I've yeah, never it seen out, it.
1: Came out in 2022. Jamie, uh, Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, uh, Na- Na- Natasha Lou Bord- Bordizzo. Um, he is a down on the dumps vampire hunter. Uh Um, that LA Times calls a damned delight and one of the best horror comedies of 2022. So, there we go. Alright.
2: So, in two weeks... We
1: we can even expand it to just horror comedies if we don't want to sit strictly for modern fantasy slash vampire. But I feel like there's... By modern, I mean not fantasy. So, like... If you wanted to do I, I Twilight.
0: <laughs> I know I mean, what I'm I actually know what I'm picking Twilight, already and it's on it's on Max. Or,
1: or From Dusk Till Dawn is even though it's takes place in what, like the nineties, I eighties mean, or nineties. Yeah. Like that's also considered modern fantasy. Right. as long as it's not fantasy era, like actual back yeah. in medieval times. Yeah. That's it's what I mean. Medieval by. fantasy. Yes.
0: But so yeah, as no, long I, as yeah. I know Z. what I'm picking. The like other one
1: was the other one of the other ones I have in mind is was it um, Daybreak? I think it was was that Will Smith fantasy one with the orcs and elves and whatnot
0: in like oh, modern times right. L.A.? Yeah, I know. I know which one you're talking about. I thought I had a different name than that though.
1: I, I I don't remember.
0: It was another Netflix one though.
1: Yeah, it was a Netflix one.
0: Yeah, I do. I I don't remember what that movie was called. It, maybe it was Daybreak. Not Gemini Man. Bright.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow, that is older than I realized. Twenty seventeen. Yep. Damn.
1: I watched that with my ex. Huh. And I fell asleep halfway through it. I nice. think I was just, gen. she she stayed up late and uh, like she stayed up to like two or three o'clock all the time. And so we started it like after she got here, like m- midnight. So I fell asleep because I was just generally tired, not because it was a bad movie.
0: I don't know. Could have just been a bad movie. But yeah, cool. So in two weeks, we'll watch Daybreak or Daywatch? Daywatch? Day, day, day
2: shift. Uh, day shift. Okay. I don't know day why shift. I put Daywatch down. Because you really wanted to watch baywatch
1: No. <laughs> uh, no. oh shit code 8 has a sequel coming out that's right
0: yeah they just announced it like a few days ago but anyway yeah, it comes out the end of the month if you would like to find more of our content you can head over to www.one-quest.com you can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash one quest if you can't support us there with your dollars you can go to your favorite podcast platform apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify rate us review us subscribe to us all of it helps you can also find us on social media facebook.com slash one online or at one underscore quest on twitter and instagram our youtube channel is youtube.com slash one video and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com and rich what does your streaming look like
1: Twitch.tv slash be underscore one-on's for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. You know, all the good stuff. It's going to be tons of Baldur's... Actually, Baldur's Gate is over, so there's no Baldur's Gate. Um, This Sunday coming up, uh, big sports ball game Sunday, we are playing football football manager, or whatever it is. um, Just because I like the bit. And uh, on Tuesday coming up, we are doing our spooky game for the month. Uh, it is Valentine's Day related, and I mentioned it last week, I believe, but you're gonna have to come check it out on
0: Tuesday to see what it actually is. Well, that seems ominous. It's on purpose. No, I know. Uh, but yeah, with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you.